morning routine i'm pretty regimented i wake up at 5 10 uh, from 5 30 to 6 i meditate i read i go through and review my goals it's uh, called my morning formula by 6 a.m starting my workout from 6 to 7 a.m is my workout uh 7 a.m family breakfast i'm sorry 7 8 family breakfast shower and uh by 8 30 i'm kind of at my desk ready to rock and roll so that's the that's the routine well i mean you got the right mindset you've got the right dedication you've got a hell of a schedule before your day even starts i think that's <laughs> awesome i think you're a person to look up to um and definitely follow on social media because i try to keep up with you all right yeah definitely there might be people that are like hey i don't want to you know share what i'm eating for lunch or share my family or anything like that you don't have to you can use it strictly for business and many people do that uh so it doesn't have to be like if you're out there on social media then all of a sudden you're opening yourself up to the world uh it can be strictly strictly business that's awesome, man. It's it's so important to have a routine, right? No matter what time it starts, I think it's so important to have some kind of morning routine to really just kickstart the day because it's just a great way to, I think, if you've got these goals to accomplish right, from, right when you wake up, it's almost as if the rest of your day is like, I've already accomplished so much, you know, and the rest of the day is like a piece of cake. I am too busy to like figure out this marketing thing. I just want to pay Vince to like, you know, run some ads and make my phone ring. That worked, you know, five or six years ago. That doesn't work very well anymore. Um, you know, there's more noise out there. There's more people advertising on every platform. You've got to cut through the noise. And the way to do that is to, to tell your story. Uh, but the fact of the matter is really what we have are not secrets. What we're doing is providing value. Give it away, give it away, because the more you give it away, the more people are going to listen to it, the more people are going to watch it, and the more people are going to recognize you as the expert in that industry that you are talking about. Um, I just can't. I, I just can't tolerate distractions. I think and that's then on great. my uh, on my computer, um, I use Chrome and I use this extension called Newsfeed Eradicator. Have you heard of that? No, that sounds great. <laughs> Do you believe in like the sort of Gary Vee method where it just sort of pump it out organically whenever you can, boom, boom, boom? Or do you believe in like starting with ads like right from the beginning or just a mix of both? You, you went through the exercise because you're trying to get in the, inside the head of what is that person, like what's going on in that person's head, right? What are they laying in bed at 3.30 in the morning? What's going through their head? Um, what are their fears? What are their past experiences they've had with a company like mine? Uh, you know, what do they want to avoid? Like uh, all that sort of thing. If you can, the old marketing uh, adage is if you can enter the conversation that's going on in your prospect's head, then, you know, then you've got that connection. So what's up advocates and welcome back to another episode of the claims game podcast i am your host vince perry uh, you can follow me on social media on our youtube channel on linkedin facebook and instagram and make sure to visit commercialclaimsadvocate.com for basically a calendar of all of our events that we have uh, throughout the year all of our courses and also some information on one-on-one -on -one consulting for you or for your firm and also sign up for our newsletter we just really started this we really just kick-started this and every month it's only once a month our newsletter comes out and it's basically going to give you very valuable information 
information. That's why we only do it once a month. You're going to see all the books that I'm reading. You're going to see a claim of the month. You're going to see just a lot of really good content, good information that I think is going to help you uh, tremendously in your uh, adjusting career. Today, we've got a very special guest. It's Mr. Joseph Hughes. Joseph Hughes is just a really cool guy. If you follow him on social media, <clears throat> I think one of the first things you're going to see is he is a very, very dedicated human being. I mean, the guy gets up at five o'clock in the morning. He meditates. He journals. He works out. Very fit guy. There's a lot of very fit challenges that are very, very difficult. And if you know me, I am somewhat the same. Not quite as dedicated as he is, but man, it's an inspiration. So if you want to follow some inspiring content, Joseph Hughes is the guy. He's also owner and marketing director of Contractor Dynamics. And what Contractor Dynamics is, is he basically helps roofing contractors use social media to turn into direct leads. He focuses a lot on Facebook ads. So if you have any questions about Facebook ads, a lot of them are going to get answered in this podcast, but make sure you reach out to Jonathan because it's going to give you, he's going to give you a lot of really valuable information. If you are a roofer and you're in the roofing industry and you're having trouble with leads or you want to really grow your business to the next level and you haven't figured out how to use uh, online and social media, He's going to tell you how to do it. He's got a really amazing 10-day intense course where he basically teaches you how to do it so that you could either do it yourself, have your marketing director do it, or you could hire a firm, but at least you know what is being done because you know how to do it after speaking to to Jonathan, uh, to Joseph, sorry. So check it out. Really good podcast. I think you're going to like it. We talk about all this stuff. So a lot of your questions about Facebook ads will probably be answered just in this podcast alone, but make sure you follow this guy on social media because like I said, he's an inspiration and he's got a lot of good content. So Check it out on uh, check it out. I hope you enjoy the Claims Game podcast and we'll see you. Welcome to the Claims Game podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. All right, you're here. What's up, Joe? What's going on? Great to be here. How you doing, man? I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for a long time. I'm doing excellent. Yeah, Friday afternoon, uh, finishing up the week, doing well. Do you usually take weekends off, or are you are you one of those that work throughout the weekends? I do take weekends off. Yes, I mean yeah. I do a little. I I keep with my morning routine. Uh, I read, I post a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it's uh, family time on the weekends. What's your morning routine, Joe? Morning routine, I'm pretty regimented. I wake up at 5.10, uh, from 5.30 to 6, I meditate, I read, I go through and review my goals. It's uh, called my morning formula. By 6 a.m., I'm starting my workout from 6 to 7 a.m. is more workout. Uh, 7 a.m. family breakfast. I'm sorry, 7, 8 family breakfast, shower. And uh, by 8.30, I'm kind of at my desk ready to rock and roll. So that's the, that's the routine. That's awesome, man. It's, it's so important to have a routine, right? No matter what time it starts, I think it's so important to have some kind of morning routine to really just kickstart the day because it's just a great way to, I think, if you've got these goals to accomplish right from, right when you wake up, it's almost as if the rest of your day is like, I've already accomplished so much, you know, and the rest of the day is like a piece of cake. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the day, as you know, it gets chaotic and there's like all sorts of demands and, you know, things that things going on. But if you can control the bookends, the morning and the evening, then uh, those are two big wins right there. So, yeah, I mean, when I don't follow my morning routine, 
you know, if I'm traveling or something like that, I just feel like so like off, you know, so uh, consistency is, is huge. Yeah, but I'll, I'll like be in the first of all, I can't work out in the afternoon. It's very difficult. Like two a days for me are tough. Like if I want to get two a days in that afternoon one is really tough. And if God forbid, I'm usually pretty consistent. I'm six to seven days a week exercise type of guy. And if I don't get it in the morning, come the afternoon, I usually don't get it in at all. Even if I tell myself, oh, I'll just get it in the afternoon. That that just rarely ever happens. I'm just not. I'm just exhausted mentally from the whole day, you know? Uh, dude, we're cut from the same cloth. Like, I don't want to say I can't, but like, I, yeah, it's, I've got to do it. I, I mean, I like doing it in the mornings. It sets you up for the day, gets you energized, gets the blood flowing, you get that win. But yeah, those random times where, you know, I don't get it in the morning, it just usually doesn't happen. So I, I totally get that. Out of the meditation, reviewing your goals. I don't know if you said journaling or not. And exercise. If you had to pick one, which is the one that it's just a uh, no way you could miss working out. I mean, Me the other stuff, meditation is awesome. Uh, reviewing goals, great reading essential. Uh, but yeah, working out, there's just so many, uh, it, it just gets you going. It's, it's, it's the drug that gets me going in the morning that and oh. caffeine. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't imagine, uh, yeah, doing, you know, starting the day without it. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's so important. So important to get that workout in because I mean, without it, forget it. Like the rest of the day, it's just, it's just not there. Um, we said reviewing goals. So do you set, what kind of goals do you set? And excuse me, if we're not talking about roofing or we're not talking about digital marketing, we'll, we'll get there, but this is very, this is stuff that I'm very interested in. And I think it's very important for, for any entrepreneur or just any adult <laughs> to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even kids. Yeah. We're trying to, I'm trying to get my nine-year-old son into some of this stuff too, you know? Really? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's where it starts having some goals and uh, starts you know the mindset healthy mind and you know business problems are are usually just problems with like you know what's going on personally that they're kind of uh, get mixed up in business so uh, yeah you've got to have the personal end of things um, sorted. Uh, so what was the question by the way? Like so do goal? you set do you set weekly goals? Do you set quarterly goals? Do you set monthly goals? How do you set them? Uh, yeah. So a few different kind of levels, I guess, uh, I follow, well, a couple different things. I think a lot of people who are in the personal development probably resonate with this. You know, you grab something from here, from this guy that you like, and this program that you like, and kind of, you know, make your own thing. So one of the pro one of the programs, I guess I kind of follow is Donald Miller. Uh, he's the story brand guy, the guy who wrote uh, building a story brand, which is an excellent book. But he's also got this course called uh, Hero on a Mission, and it's really all about building your life plan, about setting your goals and everything. So uh, through that, I've got a uh, 10-year kind of vision, um, the five-year vision, the one-year one year vision, which is more of a plan because it's like happening now, uh, and then breaking everything down quarterly. Um, and then daily. So trying to plan like the day, the night before with your top three priorities. Uh, but basically like with anything else, like starting with the end in mind, like where are we going and then kind of reverse engineering from there. So uh, yeah, that's kind of a, a broad strokes uh, way of explaining it. Is it a strictly personal thing? Is it mixed with your business or do you have them completely separated? Uh, mixed. I mean, I, I'm a business owner, so you know, as you know, a lot of things are blended anyway. So yeah, usually uh, try to have his whole, his whole framework is have two uh, personal or and or family kind of goals 
and then two business goals that you're shooting for. Uh, so like four goals that you're going for kind of at the same time. So that's, that's awesome. So I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I do something similar. I do something similar with the personal, but we've also got it for our, our, our organization as well, where we've got actually broken it down pretty much just like that. We have our 10 year goal, uh, we have our 10 year goals, our three year goals, our 90 day goals. And then we have a weekly scorecard that we keep to make sure that we're hitting all our, well, the weekly scorecard is just geared towards the, towards the 90 day goals that we're trying to get to. And are we, are we staying consistent? And every week we have our, our, our leadership team meeting and we're making sure that we're, we just keep track of our weekly scorecard and we do claims. So it's, it's very simple to just be like, you know, how many claims did we sign this week? How many claims did we close? How much in settlements, how much in estimates, how much in this, this and that. And it's great to keep track of that. Cause I've only been keeping track of it for probably the last, yeah, we did it last quarter. That was the first time. So the last three cool. and a half, four months. And it's really good because you realize, hey, we didn't sign that many claims this week. Let's pick up that aspect of it. Hey, we haven't been closing claims. Let's pick up that aspect. It's just when you write everything down and you keep track of all of this stuff, like for me also my workouts and my making sure I get 15 miles in per week and making sure I get my three lifting days in, it's, it's nice to keep track of it, but also it's just nice to have that goal to make sure – you know, you do it on your own time. Like for me with the exercise, for instance, I have my goal of three lifting days and 15 miles a week. I can spread it out however I want, as long as I get to that by the end of the week, you know? So I don't know. I just think keeping track of it. I, I totally agree with you, making sure you keep track of everything, write everything down, because really it's the only way there's too much going on in our minds. There's too much going on in life. If we're not writing these things down and keeping track of it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that EOS that you're using a uh, traction mm -hmm. system? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, we're getting back into that actually right now, but, but yeah, I mean, I try to try to eliminate the human element as much as possible. Uh, you know, whether it's like scheduling things in a calendar, or like you said, just having those, uh, those dashboards or scorecards, um, to take the huge, to take the guesswork out of it, just, you know, look at the numbers, look at the data, and that's going to help you make those decisions and, and improve. I was using a journal called, Oh my goodness feel like an idiot now, but the journal that I had, it was just a three month journal. So I didn't okay. do the 10 year and the five year and stuff like that, but I like that. I'm going to look up this Donald Miller. It sounds very interesting, but it's just a three month. You have, um, <clears throat> one personal three month goal, one business three month goal and one family three month cool. goal. And then you, every morning you write down, uh, three things you're grateful for. You plan out the entire day to the half hour. Make sure that you don't, and they tell you, do not miss a single slot, even if it's like, I don't know, like break something, you know what I'm saying? Like every half hour. And then, and then you've got your sort of daily scorecard. You know, did I work out today? Did I call a certain amount of leads? Did I, you know, it could all be mixed in with it. And then at the end of it, I really liked it is uh, before you go to sleep, you write down, what was your big win for the day? What could you have done better for the day? And then again, three more things that you're grateful for before you go to sleep. It's phenomenal thing awesome. to just, yeah, it's like really helps. I don't do it as much now, I'll be honest, but I did it for a long time and man, it's just, it's a game changer. It's just a total game changer. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like those things that you're like, eh, it's a total game changer, but I'm not doing it anymore. And then there's, there's a part of my, my evening routine that is similar. It's reflecting on the day, like three things you're grateful for, uh, three things you're proud of. And then I think the three top priorities for next for the next day. 
Um, and I was doing that for a while religiously, like in a, in a journal, like in bed, um, Craig Ballantyne is the guy, uh, the perfect day formula. He's the guy I got that from. Um, but, but yeah, I, I loved it, but I haven't done it in like a month and a half. So, okay, good. So you don't make, you were making me feel bad <laughs> no, for a second. I'm not, yeah. I'm not throwing stones here. Like it's, uh, it's just human nature. It's like, oh yeah, I loved it. But why haven't I done it in the last couple months? I don't know. Just it's habits, right? Just get out of the habit. Well, it's tough, right? It's, it's tough to, to keep up with these things. Um, I read a book recently called Atomic Habits. Have you read that one? I did. I read it last summer. Yeah. And I love how he's just like two minutes a day. Just start with two minutes a day. I love how he has an example. He's like, drive to the gym, go into the gym, get on the treadmill, walk for two minutes and walk out. And it's like, that's how I got back into meditating and journaling again. And I've been kicking butt for the last month and a half because that's what I did. I, was, I kept telling myself, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm going right. to write in my journal, my, my morning pages, 20 minute meditation. Just the thought of it kind of, you're like, I don't have time. I can't do it. I got to, got to get ready for the workout or I got to get ready for the day. But when you tell yourself just two minutes, you know, everybody's got time for that. And it turns yeah. into a lot more. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You get that like overwhelming. Yeah. I totally agree. That's it's such a great concept. Yeah. Just start. And the meditation has helped my sleep. The morning meditation has helped my sleep tremendously. I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. I know that, you know, uh, Dimitri and he's always posting stuff like he has trouble sleeping and stuff and he's doing those workouts before going to sleep. But I, I think as all business owners, what is it around three, three thirty, right? Where we wake up in the middle of the night and we're like worrying about something or we're thinking about something or a new idea. And the meditation has helped me tremendously because you could use those meditation techniques to just go right to sleep or go right back to sleep. Just like focusing on your breathing, you know? Oh yeah. It's huge. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, again, one thing I found really interesting about you is you are a lot like me in a way where you truly believe in the power of social media and how important it is and how we are living in a new day and age where if you are not on social media, just what are you doing? <laughs> it, let's go. It's 2021. It's time to get on it. You know, uh, tell me your thoughts about that. I'm sure you agree, but I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, Hey, I First of all, I never want to be that guy where you run a social, well, a marketing training company, but I would, I never want to be that guy. That's like, Hey, you've got to do this. You've got to do Facebook ads, or you've got to be doing social media advertising. That's the only way, right? I think that gets you in trouble when you have those, when you talk about things in absolute terms, like you have to do this. And if you don't, you're going to fail. I think it, I think it discredits people when, when they, when they talk in absolutes like that. Um, you know, so we've got clients that don't do, or we've friends, maybe not so much clients because all of our clients are doing social media, but, uh, you know, colleagues, friends that, that do really well, have great companies with, you know, they, they, they do door knocking or, you know, they just have relationships or whatever, few and far between for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly I think you can take that, that phrase, social media marketing. And I think you just take the social media out of it because like, that's what marketing is these days. It's, it's social, it's by Nate, by its nature, it's social, it's content, it's, um, you know, video, it's, you know, being out there with your brand and, and sharing that, sharing your story and all that. So it's, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's essential for every single person, every single business. But I mean, if you want to grow your business and or your personal brand, if you want to have any sort of influence, if you want to reach people, 
it's an, an amazing tool that can accelerate your progress, can introduce you to, you know, obviously you and I connected on social media. Right. Um, it, it just opens up worlds of opportunity. So uh, yeah, I mean, we can dig in and go whichever way we want from there, but uh, it, it's just an insanely powerful tool. And of course, people want to villainize it, you know, especially these days with censorship and there's, you know, nonsense on social media. Yeah, there is, but you've got to take ownership of your own social media feed. Like if you're seeing garbage in your, you know, Facebook feed or Instagram, it's like, well, you don't, why you choose it? Why are you allowing that in your feed? It's your feed, right? Um, Unfollow that person, you know, follow some positive people. Uh, I mean, I, I curate my, I don't have like a process for it, but like if I start seeing someone that's negative or just like, I don't really want to care for their content, um, I'll just snooze them or, you know, unfollow them or whatever. Like you've got to take control over that. <laughs> you can't complain. It's it's something that you've created, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what is, um, you know, I agree. I think I like how you take away the, you try to take away the social media aspect of it because it does somewhat, especially to, I guess, the older people, older generation where they're just like, I don't want to waste my time with that. I don't want people to know about my life. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, it's just, but it is a new world that we're living in, you know? And I mean, it's, it's, it's a very important, yes, you can go ahead and door knock, like we were saying, you can go ahead and, and do whatever other kind of ads or marketing that you want. But you, this is something that must, I think it should be implemented into your business. It's just one of your forms of marketing. Yeah, definitely. And there might be people that are like, hey, I don't want to, you know, share what I'm eating for lunch or share my family or anything like that. You don't have to. You can use it strictly for business. And many people do that. Uh, so it doesn't have to be like if you're out there on social media, then all of a sudden you're opening yourself up to the world. Uh, it can be strictly, strictly business if right. that's what you want. Well, and like you said, you could follow who you want to follow and you could post who you want to post. At the end of the day, you have complete control of it, you know? I mean, although, let's face it, yes, with notifications and all that stuff, sometimes we feel that the social media has control of us. But that's another thing. You could turn off those notifications if you like also, and you could only use it when you log in. I did that for a long time where I was like, you know what? I need a break from this. I'm still going to be active, but I'm going to shut off all my notifications. And that worked out fine every hour or so. If I had some time, I would just open the app like I would open any other app. My notifications would be there, respond to whoever I would respond to, and put it away again. It doesn't have to control your life, you know? I, th- I think it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a, a good control aspect that we have of it where we could be more in control of it as opposed to the other way around. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, my... I'll let you in on a secret. Like, I really don't spend a ton of time, like, on Facebook or on social media I have zero, the only notifications I have on my, on my phone are a, a phone call. I have everything, everything else turned off, text messages, email, social media. I don't get any notifications. So um, I just can't, I, I just can't tolerate distractions. And then on my, uh, on my computer, um, I use Chrome and I use this extension called Newsfeed Eradicator. Have you heard of that? No, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah so like it's a it eradicate it eliminates your news feed so you can go into facebook uh you know on your desk on your browser and i can go into groups i can do messenger i can uh you know i can search for people or whatever uh but there's no news feed to distract me so like that means i'm going in there with the intention of like posting in one of our groups or messaging someone 
and I'm not seeing, you know, whatever's in the newsfeed, all that's there is like a kind of like an inspirational quote that takes the space of your newsfeed. Um, and I've had that for, for years. Uh, it's, it's cool. And if I do want to, um, you know, if I'm like, hey, I got six minutes before this phone call, I want to just, you know, see what's going on. I can hit, uh, there's a little button that you can say, like, let me see my feed for five minutes or 10 minutes. So uh, it's, it's really cool. It's powerful. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's cool. We got to have control of that stuff because even me, I mean, this, the crap that's out there, especially like even a lot of the groups, Facebook groups and stuff, and people are just commenting. And I mean, it, it, there's, sometimes there's interesting posts, but then you look and there's just like 67 comments on it. And it's just like, uh, whatever yeah. I'm going to say has probably been said about 14 times already. So right. Like, and it's like, are you saying it? Like the filter that I try to use is like, because we're always excited to jump in and add our two cents. But like, am I saying this to add value or am I saying this to be heard? Like to, to sound smart, you know? And I think a lot of people are doing the latter. Um, and then like, yeah, on, on the social media thing, the groups thing, comments and whatnot, you know, maybe some people will tag you or some people will tag me. And like my, my mindset is like, Hey, I've got my day planned out and I don't have, I don't have time in my calendar right now to like go comment on this, that, and the other thing, or, you know, engage with this person. Um, maybe I'll do it maybe tomorrow, but like, I've got my day already planned out. So I want to hold myself accountable to my calendar uh, and not get caught up in that. You know, is the rest of your day planned out the way your morning is? Yeah. The whole thing? Not uh, yeah, not to the, you know, down to the minute. Um, but I do, uh, I have, yeah, everything's scheduled and I do have, um, in my Google calendar, it's yellow, it's buffer time. So, you know, if there's a half an hour between this meeting and the next thing I'm doing, I have that filled in with buffer, um, which, you know, I can, it's open for me to do what I want. No one's going to like schedule a call in that period. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty structured. Yeah. What happens if like the structure just goes awry? Does it like, is it? Oh, it always does. Every day. <laughs> That's what those buffers are for. You know, you have a half an hour buffer um, or, you know, I, I, I do these things called focus 90, where it's a 90 minute focus block of uh, just focusing on one particular project. And uh, usually I'll do one in the morning, one in the afternoon and the afternoon one, you know, doesn't happen a lot because things, things come up and things take longer than they, than you expect them to. And that's natural. So and that's fine. Like the key there is I used to beat myself up over that. I think there's a fine line between you want to hold yourself accountable to your calendar, but then you don't want to beat yourself up when your day doesn't go perfectly because it doesn't, you know, it's, that's just reality. Um, so I'm always working on that. Yeah. So I have a question. I'm sort of making an announcement here, although I don't know when we're going to, this might be a couple of weeks away that we're going to be posting this, but I've got a little one on the way for the first time in my life. Congratulations. How the hell am I going to keep to my morning routine and to my schedule for like, how's that going to happen? Is that, can I stick with it or is that just out the window for a few months? It's out the window for a few okay. months, brother. <laughs> See you later. No, I mean, I, yeah, it, totally. And it's funny, like you read these books and you, you see these people online. They're like, you know, I do all these things in the morning. And then, you know, they don't have kids. They're like, well, oh man, it's so easy. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's going to be chaos. Like my kids are nine and six. Uh, so we've got, and they, I'm up early. Uh, they sleep a little bit later. So I, it's, I figured out what works for me. Right. Um, 
And then when they, when they start school back up in the fall, my morning routine will shift a little bit so I can make sure that that hour that I'm spending in the morning, like eating breakfast, hanging out with the family, I'll make sure that that hour coincides with, with their time when they're home, you know? So it's always, it's kind of, uh, it's got to morph to, to fit your lifestyle, but. I really love how you put your family first in front of everything. Cause I'm the exact same way, no matter what, it doesn't matter. Family's always going to come first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Will my 7 a.m. wake up? Because I wake up at 7. Okay. I, I, I start working out at 7.30, 8 o'clock, make sure I'm done by 9, and nothing is scheduled on my calendar before 10 a.m. That's out the window? I'm gonna, am, um, I gonna, am I going to have well, to shift I mean, everything uh, now that I have kids and as they get older even because they get up early and stuff too, right? Like I got to knock this stuff out before that haul starts, No. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you might want, you might end up shifting that. Like I think my kids sleep till set at least seven, at least seven fifteen, seven thirty. So like, I know that waking up at five ten, I've got those two hours to myself. My wife, she's up doing her own thing as well. Um, so we're kind of just like doing our own thing and not really talking and we're just, we know how valuable that time is. Right. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah, you just, you just figure out, figure out what works for you. But I guess it's just kind of, you know, what are those things that are important? Is it meditating? Is it working out? And then figuring out where that happens in your calendar. Um, and then, yeah, blocking it off. So people aren't scheduling calls for, you know, 9am or things like that. Yeah. I'm just curious to see how the changes are going to be, but I'm ready for, it. I mean, I'm 37, man. I have no, no kids ever. So it's like, Whoa, here we go. Yeah, dude. That's, that's awesome, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you still know what? And I, yeah, I mean, I said, I said this when we had our first, uh, our first kid, our son, like having a kid is the ultimate productivity hack because you all of a sudden realize how valuable your time is and you like quickly, you're, you're saying no to things that just don't fit your life. Cause you're like, I just, you know, I don't have unlimited time. I've got super limited time and I want to spend as much time with my family as possible uh, so I'm going to say no to these things. I'm going to get more efficient here. I'm going to focus more. I'm going to, you know, screw around on social media less. So it really is a kid is a good productivity hack. That's another good book. Uh, oh my goodness. What was it? Um, that talks about that cutting out stuff in your life to make sure that you have time, uh, and making sure like all the stuff that it's just not really relevant to you or whatever it is that you have to make sure that you keep track of every single particular thing that you're doing. I can't find the name of it here, uh, mm -hmm. but it's a very, very, very popular book. Um, all right. Well, I can't find it. I thought I would find is it, it like right habits here. or is it like, uh, what? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Essentialism. Ah, yeah. Greg McCown. Yeah. 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 Great, great book. And he wrote, uh, just published a, a new one recently called effortless and it's equally as good. Yeah. He was on, he was on a podcast. Uh, one of my well, really podcasts that I really love. Um, the guy that, that, that wrote out, wrote the four hour work week, the Tim Ferriss podcast, he was uh -huh. on it and he was talking about that effortless stuff and it was really, really good interview. If you haven't listened to it. Oh yeah. Tim Ferriss is a, is an excellent interviewer. I aspire to be like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm a long ways away from that myself, but you know, we'll get there. Practice, right? What did exactly. uh, 10,000 hours of practice is what it takes. That's <laughs> what Malcolm Gladwell said. So you could become an expert at anything. Eventually 10 years from now, we'll have this podcast thing figured out. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Get the reps in. Yep. 
Um, got off track there, but that's okay. I like that. Um, in regards to, you mentioned earlier about providing value. Um, what do you feel about people who are interested in coming out with content and they're interested in doing the social media thing, but they don't want to give away any of their secrets? Hmm. Do you ever run into that? Why uh, am I yeah. going to give away so much information? Why do I have to tell them about this? Why do I have to tell them about this process that I do and, and this thing when they are not really understanding the fact that if you're not sort of giving away some of these things, you know, what's the value in the content that you're providing? Because you can't just, like I, I was just say, talking earlier, on my feed right now on Instagram, it is nothing but a screenshot of uh, Tropical Storm Fred coming through. Everybody's got the same, the same screenshot. And I'm just like, this is stupid. Like, why? I mean, I'm talking like every single one. Everybody, hey, hurricane's coming, hurricane's coming. It's like, duh, but why don't you tell me how I should prepare for that hurricane? Why don't you tell me some of the things that I need to know in case I have to file a claim? Why don't you tell me to take pictures of this? Like, how, where, how, where should I find my policy? Like, you know, let's get the information a little bit more valuable so that it's not just a scroll of just some screenshot, you know? Joe, you're, you there? All right, you're good. Yeah, my, uh, I don't know why, Wi-Fi cut out for a second. Yeah, um, sorry about that. So you're talking about the, you're talking about the hurricane. Uh, no, I'm just like, why, why am I just seeing a screenshot letting everybody know? We all know that there's a freaking hurricane coming. We all know that you're a lawyer that does claims. We all know you're a public adjuster. We all know you're a roofer, but you know, why don't you give me some more valuable information about this hurricane? How do I prepare for it? How do I, what do I do after the hurricane hits? You know, like, give me some, give me something more than that. Yeah, totally. Dude, it's so funny you bring that up. So 42 minutes ago, right before we started hitting record, or before we hit record, I posted this on Facebook. I said, if your content is something that can be found with a Google search, you're not providing value. Um, and I, and I got that from like an Instagram kind of extrapolated that idea from like a, an Instagram post I saw this morning that was way more in depth, but I just kind of put my own spin on it. But it's like, that's a great, I think that's a great like filter to run your, your content through. It's like, is this something that's just regurgitated? Yeah, like hurricanes coming or am I putting my own spin on it? Like my own experience on it or, you know, here's what I would do based on my experience and expertise or here's what you should do, that sort of thing. Like that's where the value is going to come uh, for sure. So it's so funny that you just mentioned that. Um, I mean, I, I learned that I learned uh, in Gary V's book, Crush It, where I love when he's just like, give it away for free. Give it away. All your secrets, give it away. First of all, I don't know, excuse my French, but they're not fucking secrets, right? I mean, let's face it. Everything that we do, a lot of the things that we do, we could find on, on Google, on a Google search anyway. Uh, but the fact of the matter is really what we have are not secrets. What we're doing is providing value. Give it away, give it away, because the more you give it away, the more people are going to listen to it, the more people are going to watch it, and the more people are going to recognize you as the expert in that industry that you are talking about. 100%, man. It's so funny. You brought up Gary Vee. I was going to reference that. He talks about that all the time. He's like, I give away 99% of my stuff for free. Uh, a, because I think it's the, the thing to do. And B, because I know that, you know, most people aren't going to implement it anyway. Um, <laughs> and those that do want help implementing it, well, they might pay for, you know, some his services, which is, you know, his agency services, really. Um, and I feel the same way. It's like, you know, we, we run marketing training programs, right? Uh, the all the all the information that we teach 
can be found like you can you can google it and you can build out your own kind of curriculum and program and whatnot but you know what when someone pays us what they get access to and i'm not trying to promote us i'm just using an example um, when someone pays us you get access to the steps and like the fluff is removed and you're getting like you know, here are the steps that you need to take. Here are the things you can ignore. Here are some examples you can follow. So you're not trying to, you know, spend all this time on trial and error. And I think that, you know, for a service-based business, that's, uh, you know, a lot of times what people are are uh, paying for, right? It's like, okay, you told me what I should be doing. You told me why I should be doing it. Now I'm going to pay you to show me or tell me exactly how to do it or do it for me uh, because you're the expert. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean have the abundance mindset of like, Hey, you know, there's enough business out there. Are there people that are going to take your information and use it and, uh, you know, get their own results without hiring you? Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, then that's cool, but you're going to attract way more people that see your expertise, see your value. And are like, Hey, I want you to help me solve this problem because I see that you're the expert. So, um, yeah, people, that's, that's my mindset. People, I'm going to let out another secret. Okay. Are you ready? Having twins? No. A lot of the stuff, <laughs> that's funny. A lot of the stuff that I provide in my courses, that I provide in our book, that I provide in my consulting. Guess what, Joe? You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. You could find it on my YouTube channel. You could find it in my blog. You could find it if you're willing to do the searching. What people are paying for is one of two things. Number one is they're paying for maybe a more comfortable way of of uh, digesting the information. You know, maybe for them, it's easier for them to spend $199 or $1,000 on a course where they could do it at their own pace. They have like sort of a little bit more personal touch and access to it. And that's just the way they prefer to learn as opposed to going on Google and doing a search and finding this and having to go through the rabbit hole of all the different links, which it could get a little complicated. Number two is people are paying for access to you, access to me. They want that one-on-one -on -one in a way, even if it's in a group setting, it's like, oh, wow, I got this guy now who I've seen on YouTube and I've seen on social media. I've got him all to myself, even if it's in a group setting. And that's what people are paying for. But I think I see you nodding your head because I think you could agree with me that even though that information that they're paying maybe a thousand dollars for, they might be able to find it for free, but it's still we're still able to charge for it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still, it's still a way that you could, you know, still grow a business. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other aspect of that, and I totally agree with what you said, the access is key. The other aspect of that is you're getting, a, you're getting a customized version. I mean, depending on your business, right? If you're a consultant or a coach or a trainer, you're getting a customized plan to suit where you're at and where you want to go. So, all right. So you use the nutritionist as an example, if I want to, you know, lose 30 pounds or something like that, I can, I can try all these different diets. I can, you know, go on Google. I can buy these Instagram programs to learn how to like lose weight and all that. Uh, and that's going to be generic. I'm not getting a customized plan, but if I really want to accelerate that process and ensure my success and minimize like the, you know, the headaches and the, um, you know, banging my head against the wall, trying to figure it out myself, I can just go pay a nutritionist to say, Hey, make me a plan based on where I am, you know, my body type, whatever you want. I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't know the, the words to use, but like make me a customized plan. Um, and that's, that's great. Like that nutritionist could put out amazing content that's geared toward helping so many people 
But if I want to accelerate that process, then I can pay her or him to, to help me. So what would you say, Joe, is your favorite sort of, uh, you've got this course that looks really fascinating. I'm, I'm looking at, at the homepage right now on contractordynamics.com. And what would you say is your, like, I guess, favorite form or favorite platform or favorite way to, to help roofers uh, grow their business through social media? What would be your, 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 your preference? Uh, man, so I, I guess there's kind of a couple layers to that. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, you should have a, a, a multi-pronged approach uh, so you can achieve that kind of omnipresence in your market, like be everywhere, like be on social media, Facebook, be on Google, maps, reviews, the whole thing. Like there's a lot of moving parts there. Uh, but what we focus on, uh, our entry, I don't say entry level, our, our flagship kind of program is called Facebook Ads Mastery. And that's where we like to start uh, all of our uh, roofing company clients that, that we work with is because that's the most kind of accessible. That's where they're, uh, they can get traction pretty quickly. Uh, they can both build their brand and generate business at the same time. Uh, so there's that benefit to it. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, a proven, it's a proven thing that, that works really well. So um, like for our clients, we'll, we'll, they'll go through our 10 week Facebook ads mastery program. And then for those that want a little bit more, then we can kind of open up the other program where there's like, you know, Google and Google maps and LinkedIn and, uh, you know, text messaging and email marketing and, you know, all sorts of different things like that. Um, so it's, uh, it's, you know, it depends where each business is at, but like social media, Facebook and Instagram, social media ads. Uh, social media content uh, building is uh, is a great starting point for anyone or any company. And are you training people to sort of be able to master it themselves so that after they finish with you, it's like you've already given them the formula and they could now go ahead and implement it themselves? Absolutely. Yeah. So our, so we ran an agency for seven years. So we, we built websites, we ran ads, we did, you know, blogging for our clients and everything like that. And we transitioned the last couple of years over into training uh, because uh, while the business model suits suits what I want more, uh, so that's one thing. But more importantly, in this day and age, for 2021 and and beyond, you know, into the future, like there's no longer you can no longer have an expectation of hey, I run a roofing contracting company, I am too busy to like figure out this marketing thing. I just want to pay Vince to like you know run some ads and make my phone ring. That worked, you know, five or six years ago. That doesn't work very well anymore. Um, you know, there's more noise out there. There's more people advertising on every platform. You've got to cut through the noise. And the way to do that is to, to tell your story. Like we talked about before, don't just like post the image of the hurricane, like share your perspective on it, right? Share your content, your video, show people your projects. So as a, a roofing contracting company, you want to market effectively, you got to be telling your story and showing your work. So, uh, so we want to give our clients that, that uh, understanding and knowledge on how to do that, how to, how to run ads, how to really run a whole system. And then, Hey, if they want to run their own marketing internally forever, awesome. If they want to uh, understand how it works so that they can go out and hire a marketing agency and then collaborate with that agency more effectively that's awesome too. A lot of our clients do that. And ideally in my, in my uh, opinion and experience, like do some of it yourself in-house 
and maybe hire out some of the more technical aspects of it um, that you don't have the, you know, the bandwidth for, and you've got a great combination, but the, the, the common, back up, <laughs> cut that out. Uh, but oh, we're keeping it now. That's <laughs> what we're keeping it now. <laughs> I tried to use a big word. I just stumbled, man. Um, the common denominator <laughs> is that you've got to understand this stuff and be doing some of your content yourself. Uh, otherwise you're never going to differentiate. You're just going to look, you know, generic. You're just going to look like any other roofing company in your market. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's our philosophy based on our eight years of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hiring a financial advisor and letting that financial advisor run all of your finances. And then like, you have no idea what's going on when somebody asks you, Oh, so what are you invested in? I don't know. Uh, okay, well, what's your strategy? I don't know. And that's, I think, a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have run into that I as well, I used to run a tennis academy in Miami for five and a half years. And I did the same thing. I just hired a marketing agency to start doing my Google ads and start doing anything. And when anybody asked me what's going on, I'm like, I have no idea. Or I would ask them and he's like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. But I would never really see the results. So I think everyone, I'm sure every entrepreneur has ran into the same problem where they're just like dumping money into this, you know, media agency or a marketing agency or whatever it is. And they don't have a clue what's going on, which is why I'm really happy with what you're doing, because you're at least teaching them how to do it, giving them the fundamentals, I guess, per se. And then now when you do hire a marketing agency, at least you've got an understanding of what's going on in the background. So I think that's great. It's essential. Yeah. And Hey, like we're, we're a marketing company, but we also use freelancers. And right now we're using this uh, freelancer named Alex to run some of our uh, one of our funnels, one of our Facebook ad funnels. Um, and just today uh, to just today alone, I, uh, cause I review our, our marketing kind of every Friday. That's my, one of the hats I wear here. Um, so every Friday I put that hat on, I dive into our ads and look at what's going on and look at our ROI for the week, the appointments, the, you know, the, the sales that we've made. And so like just today I sent him, I think two emails, two videos, text message, not like just random stuff, but like, yeah, I'm like, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what, here's the results that we've gotten this week. Here's where I think we could do things a little bit better. So yeah, I'm collaborating with him to, uh, to help him get us better results, you know, um, if I just said like, Hey, Alex, just run our ads and send me a report every month. Like it might work, but chances no. are it's not going to work very well. You know, it, it won't, it won't. Um, why Facebook ads? Why is that you feel like is, is number one. And then, and I'm, I know everything else is important as well, but why Facebook ads mostly, or at least in the beginning? Uh, it, it's, uh, it's where, it's where your audience is spending a lot of time. Uh, so the average American adult, according to Inc magazine, which is a pretty big publication, the average American adult is spending over four hours a day on their smartphone, including over two hours every single day on social media. So that's, again, like reverse engineering, like what you want, right? You want to get the attention of those people and those are adults, right? So those aren't just like, you know, 19 year old kids messing around on TikTok. Uh, that's where your market's time and attention is. So you want to you get in front of them. That's how you're going to get in front of them. And that still exists today. Uh, you know, that's still, it's still where your audience is today. So you want to fish in the, you know, fish in the pond where your, your audience is hanging out. So that's, that's the reason. And you it's do. still very, if you know what you're doing, it's still very inexpensive to reach those people. I guess, depending on the market you're in too, right? Like Miami would be a lot more expensive than say here in Tampa, like outside I'm in Lutz, like Miami would be a lot more expensive than say Lutz, right? Yes, uh, for sure. Um, but 
like our and our strategy and and anyone can you know take this and hopefully implement it like whether you're doing it yourself or you have an agency like running your ads for you or whatever don't try to target the entire you know miami dade area right like pick and pick a town or pick a you know a suburb or part of that town or whatever it is like focus like social media advertising gives you the ability to focus as tight as a mile radius um, so you can go in and focus on those little pockets. The big companies are going in with a whole bunch of ad spend, a whole bunch of ad dollars, and they're going to blanket the entire Miami area. Don't try to compete with them, you know, go in um, with your, you know, your laser focused approach. And then the benefit of that is that you're not spending a whole lot of money. And the other benefit, which is equally as important, is that the messaging that you're using to connect with those people in that specific area is going to be more specific to them, right? It's not going to be like, hey, Miami homeowners or Miami commercial property owners. It's going to be, you know, specific to that particular area. So think about, again, like what you're scrolling through your feed at a mile a minute. Think about what gets you to stop scrolling and pay attention. It's something that's specific to you. It's not something that's just like generic. So we want to do the same, you know, we got to understand how we behave, how humans behave, and then we've got to do that with our own marketing. And is it like a sales ad that you like to do? Or we were talking about value content. Is it just making sure it's valuable content? Do you like to focus on videos more? Uh, what's some of your strategy? Yeah. So a good combination, you want to have like your brand building content, which would be like your valuable content, uh, getting people to know who you are, that sort of thing, providing education, uh, entertainment insights, and then, yes, you want to have your, your direct response, with, which would be like a lead generation offer. So there's brand building, there's direct response. Here at Contractor Dynamics, we've kind of combined those two, and we call it brand response marketing, where you're building your brand, but you're also generating that response kind of at the same time. So you're doing both. What happens, like this is probably the biggest issue, and probably everyone listening to this or watching this who is still listening at this point is into maybe social media um, everyone's, you know, had an experience running ads where you're generate, they're not working or you're generating leads from people who still have no idea who you are and they're cold and you're not able to get in touch with them. And it's just like this whole big mess. And you're just like, you know what, screw this. I, I you know, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. The biggest issue there is that, you know, whether it's yourself or a marketer on your behalf is putting those ads out to a cold audience of people who have never heard of you. Um, who have no idea who you are, and you're asking for, you know, free inspection, free estimate, get a quote, contact us today. And then you're wondering why you're not like swimming in cash, right? Uh, people have never heard of you. So you've got to put in the work to, uh, to, to add the value, get people to know who you are, um, you know, run those videos and get people to watch a few seconds of your video. You know, they don't have to watch the whole 10 minute video if you're putting that out there. But they might be watching a few seconds here, you know, a minute there. They're seeing you in their feed over and over again. Uh, again, think about, you know, think about the things that you buy. Think about uh, the things that the companies that you do business with. You don't just see one random ad, you know, put your info in and do business with that company, right? So why should you have that expectation that you as a business should be able to market like that and you should be able to generate business like that? That's just not how people work. Do you believe in like the sort of Gary V method where it just sort of pump it out organically whenever you can, boom, boom, boom? Or do you believe in like starting with ads like right from the beginning or just a mix of both? 
a mix of both. So organic, uh, your non-paid stuff, like that can work. It's going to take a long, long time just on organic um, without without backing some of that content with ad dollars. Just the way the, the Facebook algorithm works, right? Um, you know, you might have 3,000 followers on your business page, or you might be connected with 3,000 people on your personal profile. Not all those people are going to see every piece of content. The algorithm uh, is only going to display it to, you know, a certain number of people. And that's not because Facebook's trying to be, you know, a jerk. It's just because there's just so much content out there. Facebook can't display everything that you post to all of your followers or all of your friends all the time. So they have to, you know, their algorithm picks and chooses. So it's going to take a while. It's a slog if you're just going to do organic. Uh, and the good thing about Facebook and Instagram ads these days, it's still pretty cheap to reach tens of thousands of people in your market um, with that content, right? So, you know, for literally two or three pennies, you can get, you can get someone to watch your video. Uh, so, so yeah, I would recommend um, having, having that mindset, okay, I want to produce valuable content but I also need to reach, you know, more people than just my mom and, you know, a couple of friends. Right. Uh, so I need to be doing some ads on the flip side. Don't just do ads and not do the organic stuff uh, because um, they, they, they kind of help one another. They go hand in hand. Did you read 1 million followers? No, I got into, I think, I don't think it, I don't think it's been out for very long by Brendan K. No, I haven't heard of it. I'll have to jot that down. <laughs> Talk about as entrepreneurs how we always make mistakes and how we learn from our mistakes. I mean, we've been doing social media. I started on my own. I, I decided to like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go full steam ahead of this. I'm going to at least do one post per day. Luckily, I'm technically in a market with no, I'm not, I have no competition because my target is public adjusters. I am a public adjuster and my target is public adjusters. And my whole reasoning behind that was, well, it just started because at first I was going after policyholders and I was giving away valuable information as to why you need to avoid certain things in your policy, how to prepare for a loss, how to prepare after a loss, duties after the loss, stuff like that. But in a way, I sort of ran out of content in a way. No, I didn't run out of content. What I did was I was like, nobody cares about this stuff because why? Nobody thinks they're going to ever have to file a claim. Nobody cares about the claims business because really they only care when an actual loss happens to them. So as I was giving away this content, I was like, I'm going to start targeting public adjusters. Luckily, I have no competition. Even to this day, I mean, there's no, just a couple a couple guys that you know do what I do in educating public adjusters. So I have been very lucky with that. And I've only done organic uh, this whole time. But now we've been doing this for about almost two years now. And I'm just like, okay. I've got, what, 1,800 people on, on Instagram. Where we do best is YouTube. We've got 3, 000, over 3,000 subscribers now. But for, bit, for having done this for two years, we got to, it's time to like ramp it up a little bit. And through reading that book, and I'm about halfway through it, he talks about, look, you want to get, he talks about getting to 1 million followers in 30 days. He's like, look, you want to get to 1 million? You're going to have to spend money on some ads. Yeah. And depending on how much you want to spend is how fast it's going to take you to get to that 1 million. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's awesome. And I'm going to get the book, the, uh, and, and that's a common question we get from like a new client. It's like, how many, how many leads can I get? Right. Well, it's like, how, how fast do you want to go? How much do you want to spend? Uh, we can give you some kind of guidelines. Right. But, but yeah, you have that, 
you know, we kind of view it as like the, the fire and the fuel on the fire. So your organic content, you've got that fire going, you've been doing it for two years, you got 3000 subs on YouTube. That's awesome. That's your fire. And then if you want to pour fuel on that, then, then yeah, spend some money. And what that gets you is if you, again, if you know what you're doing, it gets you just a, you know, a level, not just, but it gets you a, a level of predictability, right? So you can, whether it's leads you're after or followers, like you can start to, you can start to figure out that mathematical formula where it's like, if I spend X, I'm going to get Y in return. And uh, that's a powerful thing, especially if you're looking to grow and, uh, you know, uh, take, take market share. How important is before doing any of this, making sure you have your target audience decided upon. I like, I don't do any of it unless you don't have that, that that's literally, uh, the first, so our, our nobody thinks training... about it. Nobody, everybody, who's your target audience? Oh, everyone. No. Yeah. Who's your target? Well, anybody could put a roof. Anybody can, anybody needs a roof. Every homeowner needs a roof. It's like, no, no, no. You're going to have to narrow this down a little bit. Yeah, totally. Cause again, if you're generic, if you're trying to speak to everyone, you know, you're, you're marketing to no one. Yeah. That's, we have four pillars that we lead every single client through. And uh, that foundation, we call it uh, identifying your ideal clients, or you might have different buckets, right? You might have your, uh, your ideal residential clients, your ideal commercial clients, that sort of thing. That's absolutely crucial. Start with the end of mind, develop like that, that avatar. Um, funny, funny example about that. I love to use this. Uh, I, our buddy, uh, my buddy, Armando J Cox out in Colorado, uh, they've got a small roofing company, foothills roofing, and they came through our program, I think it was last year, he and his marketing manager. And we're on that initial game plan call. We're mapping out, okay, like foothills, like where are you guys at, where you want to go? Like, let's build the game plan. And their ideal client, and you don't have to get this specific, but like they were very specific about this. They said our ideal client is like a housewife who wears yoga clothes, like Lululemon and all that stuff, but doesn't actually do yoga. And like, I say that, and you know exactly who I mean, right? It's it's like the you know going to Starbucks, going to Whole Foods, picking up the kids from soccer, not necessarily making it to the yoga studio, but you know I look like I can work out at any point during the day. And like everyone knows who that is, and that was that's their ideal client. So like they created content, video content to get in front of that person. So uh, you can get like that granular. You should. It's a, it's a good exercise, right? Um, because like when you're not doing when you're not doing uh, advertising, when you're not doing marketing proactively, the risk is that for any business, you're waste money. Um, what's that? Waste money. Well, you're 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 just you're subject to having to take on you know whatever work happens to come your way, right? Hey, maybe you're a little bit slow, and there's uh you know a lead uh, from a twenty square roof that's a mile away, uh, and you're like, yeah, we don't really have a full pipeline now, so yeah. Vince, why don't you go out and drive out there and do an inspection and see if we can get that deal, you know? So like you don't have the luxury of picking and choosing, but when you have a plan and when you're executing on that and you're marketing, you can say, you know what? We don't want that small job over here. We want to focus on these big guys over here and we're doing marketing. So we've got a pipeline that's predictable. And I know that I can say no to this one confidently because I know that we've got a pipeline of these other guys that, that, that we want to work with. Um, and that's the power. That's one of the powers of marketing. You have that ability to pick and choose and to say no uh, with confidence. 
really proud of my marketing team because uh, we did buyer personas the other day. And this is <laughs> for our commercial claims advocate. We got Miguel Garcia. This is fake people, by the way. If you're, list if you're watching on YouTube, this is not real people. And if you're listening, I'm showing uh, our ideal client. Miguel Garcia, 29 years old, Miami, Florida, single, college degree, yearly income, $45,000. He listens to modern pop trap music. He likes surfing, supports the Miami Heat NBA. His hobby is watching movies. He likes to go to the cinema with friends, prefers comedy, prefers to dress like a businessman, drives a Chevrolet Impala. His problem is that his business is not growing enough. He has a lack of knowledge and experience. Top pages, and then we've got we've got Michael Dam, who's thirty eight from Jacksonville, married with two kids. We've got uh, Aaron Green here, social person, divorced, one child, yearly income sixty k. We've got uh, Michael Leone, married, one child, fifty k income. And then we've got the guy who doesn't know what he wants to do. I think this is a relevant and segmented information about a new career opportunity. He's not sure what he wants to do. He's an engineering degree, but yeah, that's that's what we're. We got that, and then we now we need to put one because we also we've got the commercial claims advocate, which is our target is public adjusters, and we're gonna do we're gonna be implementing a lot of uh, consulting and stuff as well, and then now but we've got to come up with the same thing for our actual public adjusting firm, which is Elite Resolutions, where we've got adjusters who are out there, and we need to make sure we narrow down that target as well. But it's just this uh, is something something I never even thought about. But I mean, when you break it down into an actual person, that person just comes to life. You know? Yeah, that is so cool. That's that's great to see. That's awesome. Good work. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Because then again, you're just speaking to the masses. You can't speak to the masses, you know? You can't you gotta you gotta narrow down your target to make sure that you get it, you know? Yeah, and you've got to uh and it's not just like the target demographic, you know. You you went through the exercise because you're trying to get in the inside the head of what is that person like what's going on in that person's head, right? What are they laying in bed at 3 30 in the morning? What's going through their head? Um, what are their fears? What are their past experiences they've had with a company like mine? Uh, you know, what do they want to avoid? Like uh, all that sort of thing. If you can, the old marketing uh, adage is if you can enter the conversation that's going on in your prospect's head, then, you know, then you've got that connection. So sure. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned funnels. What's an example of a funnel that you guys use or, or, or uh, not a funnel that you use, but uh, like a direction, a funnel of how you have them go from the, let's say, social media ad to the actual purchase of the of the roof or or, or of the deal? Cool. Um, yeah, funnel is like one of those buzzwords that kind of everyone, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people want, maybe they don't even know what it is, but like, yeah, I need that, a funnel. That's like the sexy thing that like, you know, <laughs> prints money, right? That's what's um, his name started that, is, that funnel hacking. What's his name? Uh, oh God, Russell Brunson. Name. Russell Brunson, yeah. Click funnels. Yeah, he's got, man, that guy's worth so much money. So much um, money. Yeah, so it, it, it's nothing more than just like, hey, you're starting broad. You're putting out some, like if you can picture a funnel here, like you're putting out some brand awareness content, like maybe some education, some value. You're, uh, you know, if you're running it through Facebook, you can put out that video as, as an ad. You know, you can spend a few dollars a day. Literally, you can spend five bucks a day. You can spend a hundred bucks a day. It depends on how fast you want to go, how big you want to go. Um, you can you can uh, build up an audience of people that are watching. You know, three seconds of that video, ten seconds of that video. Those people are somewhat engaged. They have an idea who you are. They they have you know some interest in what you're saying, and then you can basically retarget those people, which means you can serve another ad to those people that have watched a few seconds of your video and maybe gives them, you know, here's, 
here's uh hey if you're uh if you're a roofing company that needs help with marketing here's a guide on how to do that you know something that's going to be a little bit more valuable and then you kind of maybe you draw them to your website to your landing page where they can fill out a form they can watch a video they can download a pdf or they can just simply contact you and you know ask for a consultation or something like that but the whole concept really like for say roofing um just put out some value uh, put out some videos, show people what you're doing on your projects, get people to engage with that. And then, uh, and then like you can serve a, a lead generation ad to those people that have already been to your website, or they already follow your Facebook page, or they've watched 10 seconds of your video, or they've clicked on one of your ads. So those are the warm audience that those are the people that you want to serve that lead generation offer to, because they're already, you know, warmed up a little bit. So uh, that's just a, that, that would be a, you know, simplified example of a funnel. So is a strategy sort of like, Hey, let's, let's do some ads on some actual, just non saley informational, valuable content. Let's track the exact audience that are actually watching it. See how long they're watching it for. Now we've narrowed down the target of who we've got. Then maybe we'll throw in some like some buffers of just like maybe some more valuable content. And then eventually we've narrowed it down so much we could hit them with the ad now to actually buy now. Exactly. Yep. And, and, it, and Facebook does that for you. Once you set that up, like if you're running a funnel and you're running a video, a brand awareness ad, and I'm watching it, you know, on my computer during the day, I might be sitting on the couch at night and boom, there's that retargeting ad that you're serving me because I've watched your video during the day. And it's not like you have to sit there at your computer and be this mad scientist and do all that. Like Facebook does that for you, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we're doing that now, finally, just two years later. Now we're starting to sort of do that because, you know, I don't know. We're just doing it on a whim. Um, cool. I think that's great. Oh, I think probably a question a lot of roofers have. Uh, what's How long does this take to actually start generating leads? Like, you know, how long do we have to throw them with this valuable content? And I know me, I, I mean, my, my answer to that question is don't stop. Always do it. But, you know, what what is what would you say is, all right, our first ad, brand awareness, the next ad, whatever, and then third ad, let's see if we can get the sale. Like, what do you, what would you say is like a timeline from when you really sort of start to warm up? I guess it varies, right? Yeah, but within a month would be would be cool. Like so so marketing is a long-term thing. It's a process. It's not something, it's not an event, right? If you need business today, like this week, go out and knock some doors and pick up the phone and, and dial, you know? Uh, but but marketing, um, when done right, like you should be able to see traction, which means appointments and sales within a month. And it's not, um, it's not that you're running like a brand awareness campaign for a week. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to run this lead generation thing for a week. You're running them at the same time in parallel. So again, like I'm running my brand awareness. I'm running my lead gen. You're going to see my, my video during the day. Uh, maybe even five minutes later, you're on Instagram. You're going to see that lead gen offer. It's a, it's a one, two punch. So, um, so yeah, you do it, you structure it right. You plan out your ad. Uh, you let it run for a week. Uh, so that's kind of our process. We help our clients like plan out their ad, maybe script a video, maybe shoot a video if that's what they want to do. They'll run an ad for seven days. That's kind of the test. You know, let's see what's working. Let's see what people are clicking on. Let's see what people are engaging with. We'll get some data back after that seven day period. And then we can say, all right, let's make these adjustments. And then, you know, let's let's expect some results the next week or two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
and the the I guess the education point there is if you're working with a marketing agency or marketer, um, you know, ask them that question in advance, right? When can I expect to see? You know, you you don't care about reach or impressions or any of that nonsense. Um, when can I expect to see uh, leads, appointments, sales? You know, that sort of thing, and hold them accountable to that. They you don't let them say, all right, it's going to take three months for this, another three months for that. Like, don't let them string you along. Like with SEO, search engine optimization, Google, uh, you know, on your website like that. Yeah, that takes a long time. But when you're paying for advertising, like it's pretty immediate. So you should be able to get that data back pretty quickly. And when do you start really messing with their heads and you start throwing in Google ads and YouTube ads and LinkedIn ads and everything else that goes along with it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where the fun starts. That's the omnipresence. It's like, man, I see Vince on Facebook and Instagram. And then, man, I'm, I'm on, you know, ESPN.com because they have display ads on ESPN.com. And I'm on the sidebar. I'm seeing Vince's face there. And then, like, he's on YouTube as a pre-roll ad. Like, that's where, you know, ideally where you want to be. So the thing is, so, uh, Facebook right now is still a much less expensive than Google. So that's again, why, uh, why we start our clients there. It's less expensive. And it's also when you're doing social media advertising. So Facebook, Instagram, you're, you're, you've got videos out there. You've got pictures out there. So people can see who you are. They can see that value when you're running Google ads. Uh, it's, they're just seeing text, right? So I might be on my phone, Googling roofing contractor near me. Uh, I see a, a Google ad at the top. I click on it. Uh, it's Vince's roofing company. I go to that landing page, pull out my information. Yeah, I'm a lead. I'm a, a lead for your company, but I still have no idea if you know if you've been in business 30 years, you, you just started up last month. So it's still, I'm still a cold lead, right? Um, so that's the thing with Google Ads. Google Ads for roofing can get very, very expensive very quickly if you don't know what you're doing. Um, it's right up there with like personal injury law and, you know, a couple other things like roofing is very expensive compared to, you know, many other industries. Um, and why so, is that? Why is that? That's because a lot of competition, right? It's, it's an, it's an auction. Yeah. It's a penny yeah. auction, right? Like I want to bid $15 and 32 cents on this keyword. You know, if you bid $15 and 33 cents, you're winning that auction. So it's just like, uh, it, it, you know, there's, there's money to be made. I mean, if you do it right, you, you make money. It's profitable. It's a profitable uh, customer acquisition channel. Um, same with, you know, personal injury law or, you know, things like that. Like it's expensive because the tickets are expensive. Like a roof is, you know, a roof's expensive. So, um, so it works. And then YouTube, YouTube's great as well. Um, it's just uh, uh, different platforms have just their, you know, different uh, th things to master in there. So, um now you mentioned you mentioned when I said all these different things, you're like, that's the way that's eventually where you want to get to. Um, you know, how does how does a company do you feel? What's the best way? What, what, what plan would you say to try to get to that point eventually? You know, uh, obviously, with time, start with the Facebook ads because it's 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 more inexpensive, probably easier to learn to. But at what point do you think eventually you want to be sort of at least dipping your toes in every single one right from the beginning or sort of like, you know, progressively getting there. Uh, progressively getting there. So I would say a couple things here. Um, number one, it's going to depend on your company and the size of your company and, uh, and your goals and your, how much you want to grow. So we were just actually talking with one of our clients yesterday about this. Uh, she's the marketing manager at a roofing company in the, in the Carolinas. And, um, 
and she's asking about all these different things that you can do with, you know, with marketing, you can do so many different things. And, uh, you know, she wanted to kind of bring a plan to the owner of the roofing company and say, Hey, here's our plan. And so I kept asking like, well, what, what were the goals for the company? Like, do you want 10 leads a week? Do you want a hundred leads a week? Like, what do you want? Because if it's just, you know, if you're a small mom and pop and you want to kind of stay that way, then what's up? You wouldn't be able to handle the hundred leads a week. Yeah. Like if you want to stay small, like if all you need, you got two sales guys to feed, that's all, then you can just do Facebook ads. That's fine. If you're, you know, if you're uh, doing a few hundred roofs or a thousand roofs a year, then yeah, you're going to want to, you're going to, you're going to tap out, you know, you're going to max out on what you're getting from Facebook. You want to go, you're going to want to go to Google. So it depends on your company. Um, Then number two, uh, if you're an owner uh, of a company listening to this, get someone, get a marketing manager inside your company. Uh, it's gonna, it, it's a revenue driving position. If they know what they're doing, if they're trained properly, if they're, if they're smart, they're going to drive a lot of business. This is way too much for an owner to do all by yourself. Uh, so that's a, a, a huge recommendation that even if you're a small company, you're at one or 2 million bucks. Uh, you know, if you're going to invest 30 to 60 K in a full-time marketing manager, that's working inside your company. That, and that person knows what they're doing. They're going to drive a lot of business. So don't look as it look at it as an expense. Uh, it's an investment in your growth. So, um, yeah. So it depends on your company. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of different moving parts there. But uh, what what percentage? Yeah, one step at a time. You know, if you try to if you try to go all in with like all these things at once, and I know you know there's the whole entrepreneurial ADD. It's like hey, I want to do this. I want to be here. I want to do TikTok videos. I hear TikTok's hot. Um, you're never going to gain mastery over one thing and you're just going to be average at, you know, a bunch of different things. So get good at something and then add another tool to your toolbox from there. I, I agree with that 100%. <clears throat> What's your good. percentage of clients that uh, are marketing managers or directors or mar- and just it's the actual business owner and you're just looking at them and it's like, dude, you should be... You should be running your company right now. You should be out there, you know, I don't know, signing roof claims or whatever it is, you know, like what's the percentage of people where you're just like, ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like our client base right now, I'd say two thirds are non-owners. So like marketing managers in, good. inside That's and then good. one third, one third owners. Um, and so, and we do have this, I wrote this pretty extensive guide earlier this year on like how to hire a marketing manager for your roofing company. Um, so I, I encourage people to do that and kind of help people to do that. Uh, cause it's huge. I mean, even me, like I'm an owner of a marketing company, but we got, we've got freelancers. I've got a marketing assistant. We've got, you know, people helping me. It's, it's a lot. Marketing is a big system to run, you know, mine, mine is Serbian and he lives in Vietnam now. Nice. He's, nice. He's my marketing manager. I mean, he's the man, I call him the Serbian assassin. You know? <laughs> Cause he's just a That's beast great. and we hired somebody else under him. Who's full time. Who's a Serbian guy as well. And you know, I mean, it, it just helps to just to have somebody there to just be in control of that and in control of that only because it's just way too much to handle. It's way too much. I mean, it's just like just me trying to shoot this podcast, you know, and get a, get content out on YouTube once a week or put, you know, stuff on, he's like texting me. just like, dude, do a story about this right now. Come on, dude, do a, a video about this right now. And at least he, even just for that, you know, I got to do the videos, but it's tough. It's just a lot of work. I mean, social media as beneficial as it is and as important as it is, it's also people need to understand it's, it's another job and we have to hire help because as a business owner, it's, it's impossible. 
to do it all i think yeah yeah it's it's uh i mean hey nothing's impossible and i know a couple owners um that that do it really well uh but they also like it's it's uh it's intentional like they're like i love this i want to do it and I'm, I'm going to get rid of like some other duties of my, you know, owning a business or running a business so I can right. focus on the social, but that's because they want to. Um, yeah. So I, I totally agree. It's, it takes a, there's a lot of moving parts for sure. Who, not how by Dan Sullivan, the creator of um, strategic coach. Yeah. Strategic coach. That was what the book of which one? Who, not how. Okay. That's the name of the book. And he just basically says, you have to stop asking yourself, how am I going to do it? And start asking yourself, who can do it? It's just hiring people around you because we can't do it yeah. all. Because then, yeah, totally. then family time goes away. Then workouts go away. Then health goes out the window. But it's true. I mean, that's, that's a big issue that a lot of entrepreneurs have. They're so wrapped up in their business because they need to be in control of it all. And then you just lose your mind. Yeah, it's it's a mindset thing for sure. I had a I have a former business partner and uh, his name's Tim and and that was his line. He was like, we would come up with this like, okay, we want to want to do this marketing strategy or you know maybe we want to start going to more trade shows or whatever. And he'd be like, all right, that's cool. Now who's going to do it? Because it's not going to be you and it's not going to be me because we're already full. Right. And so that was like, you know, because as an entrepreneur, you want to think that I could do do it all, right? Um, but it's just not the case. So that's, it's a, it's a mindset thing. Or you think that you're the only one that can do it right. Yeah. True. True. Ego. Oh, uh, Hey, look at your shirt. Ego kills talent. <laughs> but I learned, I learned the hard way, man. I learned the hard way. The biggest insult that I have ever received as a business owner and as a manager at the time was when I was running my tennis Academy and one of my coaches called me a micromanager and it was the biggest insult. It changed everything. It changed everything the way I run a business completely. You got to like trust these people to just do it. You cannot be in control of them. And then like, just let the chips fall where they may and see how everything goes. And if the business is still moving forward, they've got a different way of doing things. That's okay. Let them keep going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned Tim Ferriss before, like one of his, one of the big thing, one of the big things that I took from him is, uh, think like it's like the art of letting bad things happen or something like that. And it's like, Oh, give this person, you know, give this person the the opportunity to try this out. And if they fail at it or they don't do a good job, then like, what's the worst that's going to happen. Right. And more times than not, they're going to, they're going to surprise you with, with what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been extremely, we've been growing. We've got, I've got two admins. I've got the two people in marketing. We've got a video editor. And honestly, Joe, I just like, you guys do it, man. Just go for it. I mean, they'll send me edits, <clears throat> edits of the video. And, you know, honest, I tell them, like, go for it. Like, I, I won't even look at it. I'd rather just, like, why am I going to spend the five minutes or ten minutes to watch the video to nitpick at different things that I might – that's ten minutes out of my day. Like, just go for it. Nobody watching it is going to care about the cut that you did at minute seven as opposed to doing it at minute eight. Like, just go. Like, just – I can't. Oh, absolutely. I, I haven't watched anything. I don't want to say anything, but I hardly have watched any, any content that's on our YouTube channel. It's just, it gets edited. It's out there. It's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask our editor to tell me, give me this, give me the timestamps where he inserted like, you know, graphics or text or whatever. And he'll list out those timestamps. So I can just go through, 
and you know click forward to those and check those out make sure they're good to go um i don't even do that all the time but you know that's a good shortcut We've got a writer who writes our blogs, and I read the first one that she did, maybe a little bit of the second one, but after a while, I'm not reading these anymore. Here, take these, figure it out, write the blog, post them. Let's go, you know? And then every once in a while, you do get that message on Facebook. Hey, there's like a thing wrong here. There's like a, you missed an R here or whatever, whatever. But again, it's no big deal. Again, you know, it's, I think probably the most important thing is getting the content out there, which was my next question. Do you recommend any kind of scheduling uh, uh, content software. Like we use CoSchedule. I don't know what you guys use. Do you, do you have any kind of, uh, any software or, or particular thing that you use to get that content constantly getting out there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard of CoSchedule. Cool. We use, uh, we use buffer app. Um, okay. that's a, a good app to be able to schedule out your content. Uh, we also have a Google sheet that we, that we use, um, in certain, we have three of them that we use internally. It's kind of our thing, but yeah, Buffer app, uh, Hootsuite, those are good options for scheduling out your posts. And then the the added benefit there uh, from those apps is that you can go ahead, uh, go in and look at your data to see like, you know, when are people engaging? Are they engaging more at night or in the morning or weekdays or weekends? And you can kind of get that aggregated data to see, to inform like when you should be posting and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I actually just did a video about that this week i think i published it yesterday um to uh is you don't know Contents. you don't What's know you, have, you don't know you haven't even watched it <laughs> yeah i recorded it though uh content secrets and i was like you've got to have a schedule and you've got to hold yourself accountable to that uh and you've got to just get that out you know if it's every every monday wednesday which is our youtube schedule like videos go out no matter what so like this week uh, on Wednesday, I sat here and I recorded a video and uh, we put it out as is because our, our editor is a little backed up right now because I've been giving them so much stuff. But I was like, oh, shoot, we don't have a, a, a an edited video to put out today. I'm just going to do a one take wonder, uh, you know, throw a thumbnail on it and put it out there. So, uh, you know, it's not the best, you know, it's not polished, but it's raw and it's valuable. So like, You've got to hold yourself accountable to that. And then your team's got to see like, oh yeah, we're, we're sticking to the schedule no matter what. And like, we're, you know, we're the owner's not going to let this slip and therefore I'm not going to let it slip either. We have content Wednesdays. Like that's, we got to have, we got to have our YouTube. Something's got to come out every single Wednesday. Um, but it's funny that you say that because I started, we started, I started with the travel vlog I was doing with my wife. We went on a three month backpacking trip across Southeast Asia, started that vlog. Then we went on a six month backpacking trip. That's all going to stop now, isn't it? Like I'm done with all that stuff, aren't I? My life's over. <laughs> no, dude, that's, <laughs> I, I love traveling. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, We'd, that's cool. I love it. We did a six month trip across South America and I started a whole YouTube show and we were doing a weekly thing and that's how I learned a lot of it. But I'm only saying that because when I decided to start the YouTube channel for commercial claims advocate, I told myself, all right, I'm going to do a show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I'm like, if I can't be consistent with that, that's not good. And I'm like only Monday and Friday. And I narrowed it down to just Wednesdays, just once a week. And I purposely uh, made sure, and I even say it in the first few shows where this is going to be raw, this is going to be unedited. And my excuse was, hey, this is raw and unedited, so you're going to really see me as I'm talking. There's no like, no script, no anything. But the real reason was because I didn't want to edit it. <laughs> exactly. It's more time that I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back and do what I was doing with the travel channel, which was going into Premiere Pro. Edit. I mean, that takes. 
minimum, minimum an hour and a half to two hours. And that's minimum. It could take a lot longer than that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. One take, 10, 20 minutes, that's it. We're, post- we're putting it up like that. And I did that on purpose. And basically, the show's the same way now. Yeah, and people like that. People like that to see, you know, uh, Gary Vee talks about document, don't create, right? Document what you're doing and put that out. People want to see, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes and what's going on. For sure, for sure. So what's in the, uh, before we, you know, finish, what's in the, uh, what's in the horizon for, for Joe Hughes? Like, what do you got? Uh, well, I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to ask you, what's your, uh, what's your 10-year goal? What's your five-year goal? What's your one-year goal? Go. Oh man, I don't have my binder in front of me. The my, my handy binder put off me the on. top of your uh, head. Where? All right. So, what's your one? I got, start with your one year. Give me your five year. Give me your ten year. You don't have to get too specific, but just give me an idea. All right. So, and I'll admit, um, I've always struggled with a ten year vision because it's like changes all the time. It's far out, man. It's like who knows? Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Um, so, I'm more concrete on the five year and and certainly the one year. Um, but yeah, five years. So, so we've been in business eight years, almost nine years, I guess, uh, next year, 2022, I'm going to start a local roofing company here in New Jersey. Um, so that'll be cool. Really excited about that. We're going to be doing some, uh, some video documentation around building a roofing company, which I think is going to be super fun and and super, uh, You still there? Uh, Good. By a leadership team, uh, and I'll be just kind of on the board, um, so can focus on you know the roofing company, and then after that, uh, my wife. Well, it's it's not going to happen like too far down the road. Might start planting the seeds in the next couple of years, but. My wife is uh, super into uh, cooking, and um, we want to do something. We're not really sure what it looks like yet, uh, so we're just going to kind of maybe put some things out there and see how it evolves, but some sort of uh, community center uh, around teaching kids how to cook and teaching them how to cook healthy things, um, some kind of uh, physical location in our town. I think that's uh, that's one of the things that um, that's really exciting. So those are a few of the the business uh, ventures that we've got going on. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you got the right mindset. You've got the right dedication. You've got a hell of a schedule before your day even starts. I think that's <laughs> awesome. I think you're a person to look up to um, and definitely follow on social media because I try to keep up with you, all right, with your workouts and with your and with your hard work and dedication. So you are a very inspiring follow, Joe, and I appreciate the content that you put out. Um, and really, thank you for coming on, man. It was a, It was a real pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool to see. Uh, I mean, we had never spoken before, and uh, it was cool to see how – how alike we are and, you know, personal development and fitness and, uh, you know, events and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, what do they say? Game recognizes game, that Hell sort yeah. of thing. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, great to connect with you, man. We should turn this into something. We need to talk more often. Cause I've, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of books that I haven't read and I'm sure I've got quite a few that you haven't read either, man. Yeah. 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 I love, I love reading. I try not to read. Oh well, yeah. I love reading. <laughs> 
That's sort of why it's hard. I get in ebbs and flows for the most part. I'm very consistent with reading, but I don't know, like the last few days I haven't really opened it, but you know, it's just life, man. It just happens. 10 pages a day. Just do 10 pages a day. That's all you got to do. There you go. I like that. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming on. Wait, don't log out yet, but thank you for coming on. All right. right. I'll I'll keep, I'll keep recording, but um, Joe, that was awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm usually, I'm usually the interviewer, so it's more is relaxing to just kind of roll with it. It's it's like I love being interviewed, man, because you just talk about yourself. It's easy to talk about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and then and that's why it's so easy to get guests on your podcast because everyone wants to talk about themselves. So. Exactly, exactly. I, um, uh, Joe, do you know anybody, uh, any big hitters that I could uh, ask or that you could introduce me to to be on on the show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's ideal. So, Hey, let's start with your ideal, uh, your avatar for a guest. Like who's, uh, who's ideal. Well, I'm so I'm someone in communication with Dimitri right now. Uh, I got to hit him up again. I already had to actually, I had already had a, um, uh, an introduction to him. Who's my ideal. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me who would be interesting. Um, who would be, who would be a good interviewer or interviewee. Um, on the commercial game, uh, do you know Jason Berg? I already interviewed him. Ah, I, I love him. I love Jason. A, he kind of flies under the radar, you know, like he does, he does, but he's, but he's loaded. He's <laughs> a sharp dude. Yeah. And he's sharp. Yeah. No, I love Jay. Jason's a great guy. I mean, he is like, I, I, the reason for his success is his, um, is his, uh, uh, willing to help others like he introduces people he's introduced me to some big hitters that i'm just like dude i didn't even ask thank you so much like he's just a great guy i love jason yeah yeah before before i guess it was before covid it's like uh he's got a big he works with all-star construction up in minneapolis and he's like oh hey you got to come up with me to one of the meetings one time i want to introduce you to the guys and like no real agenda but like they're they're heavy hitters up there in the commercial game nice. actually that would be do you know those of those guys that would be a good one mm-hmm all-star contracting they're in Minneapolis. I think they do pretty much all commercial, um, roofing. Nice. Um, there's, I, I don't know. I don't I know one of the guys, Joe is maybe the president, but there's, uh, Esberg. He's like, he's, you know, they're like this with all-star. Anybody on um, the social media front that I don't know that maybe, um, in like the mind? roofing or contracting space. Yeah. Does or doesn't matter anything at all. Um, let's see. Put me on the spot here. Let's see. I know. Um, do you know Hunter at roofing.com? Hunter Blue? No. Um, yeah, he would be probably a good one. Hunt, Hunter Blue runs, uh, well, roofing.com. Uh, runs like RoofCon that that event. That oh conference. wow, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Hunter you Blue. To, you want me to send an intro? Yeah, I mean, like a if you don't mind, a, an email. Just say, hey, you know, I was just on this guy's podcast. He's a lot cooler than he looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll do a Facebook Messenger if that's cool. He that's he uh, he lives in there. Oh, that would be awesome. And then, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll see if I could schedule a little time for him. Would he be willing to do it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, yeah. Cool. He's a busy dude, but uh, yeah, he, he would for sure. Um, well, Joe, 
thanks for coming on without even ever having spoken to me. That's, uh, you know, that took, that took something, you know, I really appreciate it. Usually the people I have on, I've, you know, I've already met, have conversations with, but I find you very interesting. And like I said, I mean, it's the truth. I think I, I love following you. I think you're, uh, you inspire me to get up in the morning and get my workout in. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, likewise. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's, uh, it's an honor. Yeah. Great to, great to connect here. We got to see if we could meet in person one day. Yeah. You're in Tampa, huh? Tampa. Uh, you're going to SVG. I usually go to SVG to that, to, to that event. Uh, I didn't go this year for the first time in a while, but, uh, I'm going to RoofCon. I'm going to Dimitri's, uh, conference in Orlando in December. I'm probably going to go to um, that. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're, uh, we're doing, uh, we're exhibiting at both. I'm speaking at both. So we're going to try to go big at, at both of those. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I heard about RoofCon. I haven't been to that. There's so many of these freaking things. Yeah, too many. I mean, I mean, yeah, there is. RoofCon is definitely it. It's it's very high quality. Um, like, it's not a when this. It's not a pitch fest like when the storm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's solid. Iron Cowboy, the guy who did hundred tries in hundred days, he's speaking at RoofCon. So that's nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll consider those two. Where's RoofCon going to be at? Orlando in uh, September thirtieth. <coughs> well, I'm like right here. So yeah. Okay. I'm going to look into those. Yeah. If I think of anyone else for the podcast, uh, I'll let you know. No, that's cool, man. I just, one person is fine. Joe, cool. thanks again, brother. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Have a thank good... you. Thanks for having me. Great to connect. Have a good Friday and enjoy the weekend with the fam. All right. We'll do. Yeah. All you right, too. Man. Congrats on your uh, new edition. Thanks man. I appreciate that. See you later. Later. Later.